0: With Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies, I'm your co-host Iris and I am here with my older brother
1: Wesley
0: Wes, what movie are we talking today?
1: Today we are talking 1993 indisputable classic Steven Spielberg's Jurassic, Jurassic Park.
0: Park I mean, I feel like we've been covering a lot of favorites lately and just gushing yep. Is this going to be any different? Nope, That's <laughs> what we're going to do <laughs> This is probably the most quotable movie of all time.
1: I anticipated you asking me what the quote most like my favorite quote was. Definitely. And I don't have a favorite quote necessarily. Obviously, there are the ones that stick out or whatever and the ones that are in your head forever. I did a Jurassic Park (laughs) bathroom of terror in my Halloween parties and I had Dennis Nedry's uh, his warning on loop. When the park uh, systems uh, uh. are failing, just nonstop for hours during that party.
0: Uh-uh-uh. You didn't say the magic word. Please. God damn it. I, I hate, hate this, this hacker crap. crap. See, look at I even got the quotes. Yep, and, me. and see
1: with movies like Jurassic Park, you get the inflection. Like, I don't know mm. if, if you're keen on like reproducing exactly the sound quality of the quote or doing the voice, but <laughs> it's so easy because it's so ingrained.
0: I do think that. Ian Malcolm is probably the most quotable character.
1: Oh, yeah. And probably Jeff Goldblum's most notable role, at least for us.
0: You mean, like, apart from The Fly?
1: How many times have you seen The Fly?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know if I've seen it once all the way through. But I remember him coming out of that big cocoon machine thing.
1: My (laughs) My favorite quote does not come from the movie, but it comes from a meme that came from the movie. I sent you this a long time ago, where Phil Tippett, the visual effects artist and one of the animatronics artists, isn't credited as such, but rather is credited as dinosaur supervisor, (laughs) Phil Tippett. So Reddit took to him and was like, Phil, this wasn't fucking amateur hour. People died because of your lack of supervision. There were raptors all up in the kitchen, Phil, in the goddamn kitchen. (laughs) You had one job, Phil. One job. It's like over his credit of dinosaur supervisor Phil Tippett. This is why we can't have nice things, Phil. Dinosaurs, Phil. That's why.
0: How many times did you see it?
1: I think Jurassic Park was 12 and 13 if you count the 3D re-release.
0: Wow. 12 times you saw it in the theater?
1: Correct. It was just the thing you do. You go to see Jurassic Park over and over again you were probably Tim's age Lex's age you were you were more the kids' age I was closer to let's see I would have been like on the verge of 17 and so I guess maybe considered adulthood but this was the movie that I could drive myself to continually me and the chicken going down to Old Town Mall you were obsessed yeah this one was way up there because it's it's long but it's not crazy long and you just kind of like go and hang out with the dinosaurs
0: It's like a healthy. Two hours and six minutes. It's long, but it's not unreasonably long. Do you feel a lot of Indiana Jones in Dr. Grant and in this movie in general?
1: I think it's the hat, but uh, Sam Neill always felt like a curious choice. I feel like Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford specifically, has been in my life the whole time. Right? Oh, it's Harrison Ford. Plugs right in. Sam Neill is a little bit weird looking. But he also exists almost solely in this movie. And then like other movies like Event Horizon and stuff, I'm like, what's Dr. Grant doing in this movie?
0: <laughs> well, we talked about Sam Neill in Event Horizon, that he basically is like the extension of, of, of Dr. Grant in space.
1: Yeah, right. And maybe that's just <laughs> us projecting. But yeah, this was a, fr- a fresh enough cast where I wasn't like, oh, Jeff Goldblum is in this movie. Laura Dern, for sure. Oh, Sam Neil. You know, Richard Attenborough, none of these people were I mean, I'm sure that there were big names up for these roles, but it wasn't like uh, it was maybe it was more immersive because we didn't know who these people
0: were. Maybe they could so their characters can feel kind of fresh to us and they all they all fit in very well. Tell me, are we to expect the return of some of these characters in the upcoming Jurassic Park film this year?
1: By some, you mean all?
0: Yeah, what are we, what are we expecting?
1: Jurassic World Dominion is the last in the three-part series of Jurassic World movies. So it will conclude this storyline, these characters, and it sees the return of Laura Dern and Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum had appeared in, in the prior one, and uh, B.D. Wong has been present in the Jurassic World movies.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh, mm, velociraptor and then he looks all yeah. calmly de- back down at his notes
1: right he bred raptors and he's like yeah
0: <laughs> too bad no sam jackson no dennis nedry no safari yeah, hat guy on.
1: <laughs> they don't make it that far, but I mean, it was all changed around from the novel. Hammond doesn't survive the novel, you know, and so those some of those characters were or were not supposed to live anyway. You know, it trips me out that I just found out the chemistry or the flirting between Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern. You know, it was scripted, but it was also kind of real. They were engaged <gasps> as a result of working on this movie for a couple of years before no. they called it off. Really? And so that's weird that that Malcolm got Dr. Sattler, but also uh, them being together is here I mean, of course, it's 20, what, 25, almost, oh my God, it's almost 30 years on.
0: Who's Laura Dern with?
1: Who? Yeah. I don't know. She's... She was with Billy Bob Thornton until she was thrown over for Angelina Jolie. That's right. She was married, engaged to someone else. Last I heard, she was uh, trying to break into Telluride to uh, get with Alexander Payne.
0: And how did you come by this knowledge?
1: I can't reveal my sources.
0: Yeah, that's wild. Uh, So should we quiz this up? if you like are you ready (laughs) yeah this is supposed to be a hard quiz brought to us by the quiz Yeah,
1: but this is a quiz 29 years in the making hey (laughs) you got nothing i read that making of jurassic park book i watched all the documentaries
0: did you read the original book of course by michael crichton
1: may he rest in peace
0: should we recap this film for anybody who hasn't seen it
1: nope dinosaurs
0: (laughs) you should have said yep dinosaurs (laughs)
1: Well, obviously, this is a totally and a good movie. There's no getting around it, and you should see it. I'm sure that for walking into Jurassic Park for the first time, any kid would be like, because they've seen better special effects, but they've never seen better special effects for the time. And I guess if you stripped all the dinosaurs away, you have a pretty standard Steven Spielberg family-ish kind of kids mucking stuff up movie. I mean, the kids play a huge role, but the dinosaurs are the draw. And at the time, they were unimaginable. The level of special effects and immersion man
0: yeah really groundbreaking but wouldn't you say that jurassic park is a little scary especially for kids
1: yes it, it's scary but in a real kind of way like you have kids and you subject them to dinosaurs and there's like chunks taken out of ellie's shoulder and, and people and hands flying all over the place and people are dying john and they're out there and Alan, Lexi, and Tim.
0: As scary as Jurassic Park may be, it's kind of delightful because I'm always so happy that I'm not in their situations. Like when Ellie, yeah. when, when Dr. Sattler's in the back of the Jeep and the T-Rex is like bearing down on them and she just screams this guttural ah! scream, I'm just so happy I'm not her. And it's like delightful. All right, so there's a couple of different ways to know the answer to this question. When the T-Rex is coming down on the two Jeeps, how do they know yeah. it's approaching?
1: How do they? By the footsteps? Mm-hmm. By the fact that it tears out the, uh, <laughs> the, the retaining guard, the wires?
0: Yeah, but what...
1: It tears down the
0: cables? Specifically, the, um, they have a visual indication that the T-Rex is coming. What is it called?
1: Like what happened to the goat?
0: <laughs> there's that, and then there's the leg, the leg on the moonroof. But what does Ian Malcolm yes. identify... As the indicator of the T-Rex coming,
1: he says that. Do you hear that? When, he, when he's in the Jeep and it's going to chase him, he says, "Do you feel that?" That's a um, that's an impact tremor, is what it is. I'm fairly alarmed here. Is that what we're talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love how they set up previously that he talks to himself <laughs> when he's like, "And that that is chaos theory." <laughs> and now I'm talking to myself. Uh, So the impact tremor So bonus question How did the special effects team Achieve the impact tremor In the water Come
1: on man You want the whole story Steven Spielberg Driving down the road Listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire Sees a reflection in his mirror The the mirror itself is vibrating And his reflection is blurry And he's like Oh that's a cool thing For in the Tyrannosaurus Rex Is coming And we're going to Replicate that effect But they couldn't get the effect Quite right Until that one of the guys Was working Playing on his guitar And hit a chord And a glass of water On the desk went boom boom, And achieved the exact same same effect he wants. so they strung a guitar string from the dashboard to the ground and he laid down under the dashboard and thrummed it and went and shook the water and they had the effect they needed.
0: Wow you say that like everyone should know that story or something
1: Yes dude this is like Jurassic Park 101.
0: Hit me. This is supposed to be a hard quiz from thequiz.com What dinosaur came to visit our heroes who are hiding in the tree?
1: In the tree? Oh that was a uh, brachiosaur He's a (laughs) veggisaurus
0: And after they said, hello, what does the dinosaur do? Yes. Come on. I know. Have you seen
1: Jurassic Park?
0: <laughs> God bless you. All right. You want a hard one?
1: Yes. Hardest. The hardest one you've got.
0: What's the name of the digger, the other digger in the Dominican Republic?
1: Um, Muchacho.
0: <laughs> see? Oh, see, you are all bring
1: it. And now what? You mean the guy grants like me. He's a digger. Yes. That is his name is Arturo Sandoval.
0: (laughs) Is that his real name? Are you looking at IMDb?
1: No. What's his name? Juanito. Juanito. No. No say.
0: No say. Oh, see. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: (laughs) His name was never spoken aloud.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. Forgive
1: me for not memorizing the credits.
0: I did rewatch this movie for this viewing, and you know, in watching it analytically, I was like, wow, they pack in a ton of exposition. A ton. When they're in the Dominican Republic and Gennaro comes in in on his little raft, they are packing it in. And it's great and all all motivated because of the amber digging that's going on and the fact that they find that fossilized mosquito. I'm trying to look for it, but I'm pretty sure it's in the uh, subtitles, Wes. I'm just calling you out. I know you're going to cut this out. I'm just saying.
1: Well, you know what's not subtitled is when they're muttering to themselves when Gennaro's coming in on the raft and they're like, 10 bucks as he falls. And then he totally falls. Yeah, so
0: I wanted to ask you about that. Is is that do you think that was fortuitous?
1: No, I mean, did it, I think it was, it was planned that he fell.
0: I, I think that he fell and they were like, that was such a great take <sighs> that they inserted the little line where he's coming in on the raft as a pickup.
1: I would be very happy if that was the case. I
0: think it is because that fall is just too good. And, you know, and you can tell that there's like a fraction of a second pause where he's like contemplating whether to go on with his line and then he does. <laughs> you know, he's like, are we going to start over? Are we going to reset? And then he like continues on and then, and then they just do. And it's perfectly natural. It's so great. And he's so ridiculous. There are really good moments. So so many good moments, right? And he just looks so ridiculous in his dress shirt and tie and then like little safari shorts when he's sitting on the toilet.
1: (laughs) He's like ready for his adventure, telling his wife.
0: You
1: pack your good shoes and my shorts, khaki ones. I'm going to blend in.
0: (laughs) Tell us, what is the fate of Sam Jackson's character? Mr. Arnold?
1: Uh-huh. Yep. So Mr. Arnold left the control room to traverse the uh, compound in order to reset the the generators or reset the power grid, uh, which is what Ellie Sattler had to do later. Prime the gray pump and stuff. And however it worked, he got eaten real good so that he was <laughs> behind those pipes so that his arm could drop out on Ellie's shoulder. And she even you know says, oh, Mr. Arnold, thank God or whatever. And uh, yeah, didn't go well for him.
0: What a great role for Sam Jackson. And I feel like Sam Jackson wasn't Sam Jackson yet in Jurassic Park. Yeah,
1: he wasn't. No, for sure. He had a, a role, a minor role in Goodfellas, and he was in Coming to America, we talked about and this one. This was obviously a very high profile role, but Mr. Jackson being uh, a guy that died off, uh, Mr. Jackson, but Mr. Arnold being a dude who died off pretty early, you know, didn't, he didn't last very long. He wasn't the hero of Jurassic Park, mm. but uh, Pulp Fiction comes along and he just, he steals every scene.
0: Every scene. And he's got that great Pulp Fiction hair. Which dinosaur is considered <laughs> to be the most intelligent? Be careful. The raptors. Be careful with this one. Are you sure?
1: Yep, mar none. At least as as portrayed in the movie, the raptors they're uh, they're systematically t- testing the fences for weakness. Come on,
0: man. What's his name? What's the safari guy's name?
1: Muldoon. Robert Muldoon.
0: You know, isn't it great how he is? It, he's not the first person we see in the opening shot. The first person we see is a random extra. You know what I'm Shoot talking about. Her.
1: Yeah, the guy, the guy with the uh, the hat, who's looking very concernedly at the uh, at moving the raptor into, yeah. into place.
0: That background actor is so stoked that his face is like front and center, the first human shot, yeah. the first human close up, and it's this great Mister X. You think there's something, you think a dinosaur is breaking through the foliage, and then it's the right. it's the Velociraptor paddock or cage or whatever, and then. Oh man. Oh, Man, and then he's waiting there with his like stun gun, his like super futuristic gun.
1: I mean, but there's all kinds of stuff. there's the the leaves and the rustling, and you don't know what it is. and the and John Williams score is somehow primeval. It was like it's like boom oh. boom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's coral or what, but man, it's it's super freaky and it's like it's so good and and engrossing, yeah.
0: It's great because it's a cold open that establishes the utter horror and terror, and also it's kind of this microcosm of the film, right? Because everything's all orderly. Push team, come in gatekeeper and it's like all like procedural and yet you know still nature finds a way so it's this great microcosm for movie but it's also essential in terms of the story structure because it's that incident it it literally is the inciting incident that causes that makes bringing in all of the doctors for this
1: right the underwriters are concerned about signing off on the park and all that
0: right right and that's what causes the whole review or the whole audit that they're doing for that weekend in costa rica so good okay what is written on the banner in the central lobby of the jurassic park museum
1: when dinosaurs rule the earth
0: What is the na- Yes, correct. What is the name of the island that the Jurassic Park theme park is housed on?
1: Isla Nublar. Second one was Isla Sorna, and then they returned to Nublar.
0: And how far is it from Costa Rica?
1: 120 miles off the coast of Costa Rica. I own an island. But she doesn't. He says he he owns it, and then he says he leases it from the government. Oh, yeah. And set up a kind of biological preserve. I can't really do John Hammond's accent.
0: What is the adjective that Ian Malcolm uses to describe Dr. Sattler? When they are, when she is researching the, um, the plant.
1: She's, um, tenacious. You have no idea.
0: <laughs> Bonus. What is the name of that plant?
1: It is the West Indian lilac, <laughs> which are toxic.
0: We know that they're toxic, but the animals don't eat them.
1: Are you sure? You know why it's significant that the animals eat them? Why? because they're they're utilizing the plants or the foliage in any way they can to procure the amino acid lysine, which they're bred deficient in to ensure that if should they ever escape the island that they won't they won't survive. Wow,
0: that was like a bonus bonus. Yeah I'm like making up these questions because these quizzes are so elementary.
1: You got nothing. So the the banner that floats down in the, in the triumphant moment when the T Rex has killed the Raptor spoiler and roars, Woo! and the banner flies down in front of him, which is like perfect. You know the banner is digital, right? No, dude, it's so awesome. If you look at this movie, even even twenty five years on and almost thirty years on, excuse me, it's there's a crazy amount of stuff you know, you're like, whoa! Oh, how did they do that? Oh, the dinosaurs were CG, but a lot of the times they weren't, they were practical. And the blending, the strength of Jurassic Park, yes, it moved forward digital uh, imagery, but the blending of practical and digital effects so it doesn't feel cheesy. I mean, obviously this started a digital revolution. You get things like The Mummy where every every time the creature, a creature is on screen, it's entirely digital. But there were, I mean, you know, uh, Stan Winston was on set and he had just come off of Terminator 2 and he was building these animatronic dinosaurs. And the big action scenes, like chasing the jeep, were supposed to be stop motion, which is which dates very poorly, as we talked about in our review of the Terminator, available now at orwhatevermovies.com. But Jurassic Park had practical dinosaurs on set, albeit on sound stages and stuff. But the banner was digital and most people still don't know that the when the... Lex and Tim are in the Jeep and the dinosaur is attacking the Jeep and pulling the tire with its teeth. Mm -hmm. The Jeep is entirely digital. What? You look at it and you can kind of see it once you note it. But, you know, it's like manipulating the Jeep and stepping on it and uh, and chewing on the tire and stuff. And how could the animatronic, in that case, it was the digital dinosaur. But how could it manipulate the Jeep like that? Well, because the Jeep was a cartoon.
0: I always figured that the Jeep dinosaur the Jeep T-Rex was a practical T-Rex because he's nudging it along you know he's moving it a
1: lot of it is and that's my favorite part of the trivia, which also everyone <laughs> knows is that well, it was the, done on a soundstage, the only practical dinosaur, like the anim- animatronic or robot dinosaur on set was the big Triceratops in the field uh-huh. because that was shot on location in Hawaii. Mm. But all the other ones, the raptors in the kitchen, and every time you see a, a, an animatronic dinosaur was done in, on, on sound stages, probably at Universal, and the T-Rex had its big foot, you know, and the big thing that, that's like sniffing around and blowing Grant's hat off. Yeah, yeah. But a big animatronic dinosaur, basically a robot, covered in foam latex that it just continually rained on rained on rained on so all that foam would soak up the rain and it would throw off the weight and uh, screw up all the tolerances and so it would start to judder and act funny oh no so there's a lot there's footage in the making of of the t-rex totally has the shakes like he's all cold in the rain and it's all juddery and they had to stop down stop the rain machines towel off this stupid dinosaur to get it to function properly
0: oh my gosh and
1: and just what I just learned that, that's kind of unconfirmed, I'd never heard this before in nearly 30 years of trivia, is that also the water, it kind of short-circuited in some parts and would cause the T-Rex to move when it wasn't supposed to. Ooh, so my they're God. like eating lunch and the model starts moving <laughs> in the background. <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing.
1: Yeah, that would be the great part of practically being on set. Like if you're going to take the kids to the set or whatever, you know, there's the actual dinosaur on set that day. The giant looming T-Rex like leaning over the Jeep.
0: But the rain was all for dramatic effect, but mostly just to hide the visual and special effects. Sure.
1: But it works so well. I mean, to my knowledge, it's always raining and dinosaurs are roaming around Costa Rica. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, it's but, I mean, also it felt, important. It felt perfectly appropriate. It, well, it's because story wise, it's so it's perfectly justified. They establish the storm is coming in. It's the great obstacle that thwarts Dennis Nedry and his pursuit to um, delivering the embryos. You know, it masks all the special and visual effects. And it just creates this really scary, moody atmosphere with the waves crashing against the dock and the lightning and the thunder. It's just it's so great.
1: Yeah. Real storm, too. Hurricane and Nikki, and Nikki wiped out a bunch of the set. It always happens, right? And you're trying to do a big thing for multiple millions of dollars and some hurricane comes up and rips it all up. It like sank the island and water world and stuff. Oh and so they ran out with they ran out with their cameras and they filmed the actual hurricane pounding the surf, pounding the shore and stuff and used it in the movie.
0: Well, so then they ended up using it to their advantage. Yep. Yeah, it's just God's way of reminding everybody that he's in control. Okay. Um God creates dinosaur. God destroys dinosaur. God creates man. Complete this sequence.
1: Man creates dinosaur. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. (laughs) Wry smile from Alan Grant. Uh,
0: Do you find it a little cheesy? I like everything about Jurassic Park, but do you find it a little cheesy that Lex is a hacker?
1: I mean, it's a little bit dated, but the idea that she's a hacker, I guess. I mean, computers and home computers were, it was kind of a burgeoning field and it could be a cool thing, but also a nerdy thing for her to be like a hacker, I think is a little bit, uh, maybe it's because that term was made cheesy by a lot of bad movies, Mm -hmm. but uh, she's a computer (laughs) user kid and maybe that's enough to make her nerdy and hacker sounds cool or whatever, but the, the effects, you know, it's a Unix system, I know. It's got a 3D interface, what? And it goes, whoa, 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 whoa when she navigates the uh, <laughs> the menu and stuff, <laughs> it looks kind of dated, but that's probably the hardest part.
0: I mean, it works again, story-wise. It's always justified in this film, but I'm like, come on, hacker chick. I mean, it's great that she ha- that she saves the day and she kind of redeems herself for being otherwise kind of annoying, but she gets the door locks working and otherwise, those Velociraptors are gonna, you know, throw down.
1: Yep. But it still comes through the glass. What's she gonna do? Mr. Hammond, the phones are working. Call the main thing. Tell them to send the damn helicopter. Oh, so good.
0: What's your favorite scene in Jurassic Park? Uh,
1: I like the raptors in the kitchen. It is insanely scary. Obviously, I like the raptors, but there is no better scene. One like when I die and my life flashes before my eyes. Hundred percent. The T. Rex is gonna grab the cables thrust his head up snap them and, you know in the rain take two steps out into the you know where the onto the track where the jeeps are and roar it's the, one of my favorite mo- moments in, in all of my mo- like it took my breath away
0: just fear and awe
1: yeah and just pew, pew, and the line snap boom mm-hmm boom and then it roars oh i love that scene so much
0: (laughs) it was terrifying so terrifying and so entertaining and it feels so real
1: yeah because to your point though it's dark and there's rain and to steven spielberg's credit you can feel the 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 impact and and shaking the whole theater and just you hold your breath and you're trying to stay absolutely still because its visual acuity is based on movement not true by the way apparently they determined that that t-rexes seem to have pretty they they supposedly had pretty good eyesight. Hmm. But uh still, it's crazy immersive moment. And of course there's the tension and the intimacy of them being in the space where they're not supposed to be in the kitchen that always scares the hell out of me and and it's great. And they're like, you know, navigating the little maze of the counters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but absolutely. That first emergence of the T-Rex is crazy good.
0: I, I think I have to agree. I think the whole sequence, that set piece in particular, but the whole sequence with the T-Rex and the jeeps. Yep is is just masterpiece
1: i mean the threads for kind of a long time that's their journey right all the way to find going Muldoon and, and uh sattler going back out in the jeeps and finding ian and then renewing the the, the thing with the t-rex and him it chasing them down the road
0: you're not gonna get that on the tour
1: <laughs> <laughs> Must go faster, and that was uh, also same same line was used uh, in Independence uh, Day within a couple of years of each other.
0: Oh man, ind- understatement of the century!
1: The thing, it like swipes the the jeep with its head. Yeah, it, it does. rocks the jeep as it's going. It's so good.
0: <laughs> All right, favorite Jurassic Park character?
1: Um, I'd have to go with Dr. Malcolm. Kelly likes Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> and so we dislike those Funko Pops intensely. And uh, I think they're stupid looking, but we did get the one exclusively from Target where he's all wrapped up, his legs wrapped up and his shirt's open. (laughs) It's like sexy Ian Malcolm, pop, pop, Funko pop. And, And just to make sure that nobody thinks she's a collector of those crappy things, she took it out of the box and devalued it.
0: Oh, snap. I think that that shot got laughs in the 3D screening of Jurassic Park.
1: Remember when a giant like 30 foot, 35 foot long <laughs> sculpture or statue of it appeared in Hyde Park in London? Or maybe it was it was like right by the bridge, by Tower Bridge.
0: <laughs> of sexy Ian and Malcolm?
1: Yeah. Leaning, you know, reclining in the park and people are like taking pictures with it and climbing on it and stuff. Oh,
0: amazing. So if you could say something to Steven Spielberg with regards to Jurassic Park, what would it be?
1: see here's the weird thing Jurassic Park was in, was greenlit and intended to be made and it actually informed the process sort of like what James Cameron did for Avatar and for a lot of his movies the technology was developed because of the movie is why we have it he was going to do the Spielberg was going to do the dinosaurs in stop motion and that undoubtedly would have dated the movie it would have made it maybe just another one of the better modern dinosaur movies you know it's funny Some like people online they would be like Jurassic Park is my favorite dinosaur movie. And I'm like, there are other dinosaur movies? <laughs> but, but I guess there are. But he took one look at the what the team came up with for what they called Go Motion dinosaurs, which allowed for the blur and stuff. And he was like, that's it. And, and he knew that that's the way the whole movie was going to be. And all movies moving forward for that kind of special effects, that one innovation really changed everything. It spawned a whole bunch of copycats and knockoffs, which uh, which brought the uh, the quality down a little bit. But just he had the foresight to see that he, I mean, he had stop motion people. Phil Tippett was in effect and and Dennis Mirren and stuff. And they were like, once we see the footage or how we're going to do it, it looks like I'm extinct. And he likes that line and he uses it in the line and gives it to, to Dr. Malcolm. He just understood something and lucked upon the thing or came upon the thing that would make Jurassic Park stand out from pretty much any other creature or effects movie for 30 years
0: now. You're talking about the quote when they're walking up the staircase I guess we're out of a job. Yep. Don't you mean extinct? Yep. Such a good one. that's
1: what I would say. I would just say, you know, I I appreciate so much. There's so much you gave to my childhood and young adulthood, understanding and realizing and taking a chance on the effects of Jurassic Park, which move things forward so much, at least in regards to this movie. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah, we talk a lot about the visual effects and how that really revolutionized cinema. But it's easy to overlook this, the impact on sound. All these dinosaur sounds, like amalgamations of different animals and created specifically for these dinosaur characters. And now you hear them all the time. What movie did we, did we watch recently where we were like, that was so Velociraptor? <laughs> yeah.
1: Not so. It was the Velociraptor sound effects, yeah yeah and, avatar for sure and
0: the bus i always think about the public bus sound effect mixed in the tyrannosaurus roar and i hear that all the time now all the time
1: what about 1995 when the twister growls at bill paxton
0: the twister <laughs> you mean yeah, the tornado like, growls <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should review that okay last final words on jurassic park including your rating
1: Let's see, Jurassic Park was perfect time, perfect place, and it just, it opened my eyes to the possibilities uh, that movies could could allow for.
0: And your final rating is?
1: Jurassic Park is an easy, easy totally. Uh, you know, it, it belongs on the list of, of the most influential movies ever made in terms of special effects. And Jurassic Park arguably drove modern blockbusters for the subsequent 30 years. They all, you know, the Avengers and all that stuff, these can't exist without these kinds of special effects.
0: And for all the fancy visual and special effects, and the big action set pieces, it's the little moments that really get me time after time. Like the animalistic moments when the T-Rex takes the second chomp at the tire, or the Velociraptors nip at each other in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, and does a little tongue thingy. (laughs) It's like, ah, don't nip at me.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Kind of hisses. And then the...
1: The toe click on the kitchen floor.
0: Oh, so good. Some of the the subtle reaction shots, you know, when we just check in with a character to see how utterly terrified they are, the shaking of the jello on the spoon, the impact tremor in the glass of water. It's these little touches that delight me when I revisit Jurassic Park. And there you have it. A totally from Wes, a good from Iris. That's our discussion. Our mini gush fest on Jurassic Park from 1993, available now on HBO Max. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this discussion. How do people support us, Wes?
1: Patreon. No, I don't know. Just subscribe and listen and tell your friends.
0: We'd also appreciate a five star review if you're so inclined. Wherever you get podcasts, please follow us on Instagram. Thank you for listening and.
1: Mr. Hammond, after careful consideration, I've decided not to endorse your park.
0: So have I. Welcome to sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B. and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore L-A. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore L-A.